Welcome to the second season of Youth Theatre Art Scotland's Spotlight on the Sector. In this episode, White Ass's Lisa Williamson talks to Jonathan Lloyd of Solar Bear and Deaf Youth Theatre about how they moved their summer project online, the value of family involvement, and the importance of play. Hi, John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. No worries, no worries. Yeah, looking forward to, to chatting, hearing more about everything you've been up to. But I suppose for, for everyone listening, you should introduce yourself, tell us a wee bit about yourself, where you work, what you do, maybe what you were doing before lockdown, before the madness. Oh, gosh, yeah, that seems a, <laughs> a, distant, a distant dream away. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so hello, I'm Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Lloyd, and I, I'm the creative director of a theatre company called Solar Bear, uh, and we're based in Glasgow. We do a lot of work with the deaf community up here in, in Scotland. Um, we work really closely with the Royal Conservatory of Scotland and um, work with uh, students on their kind of course there. Uh, who do, uh, there's a course called the BA Performance in BSL and English. We work a lot with those students. Um, and we also create professional opportunities for deaf artists and performers. Um, but a big part, an important part of, of um, Solar Bear is our youth theatre, uh, which is called Deaf Youth Theatre, DYT. And I'm the co-director of that, uh, along with a, a professional actor called Brooklyn Melvin, who, who runs that with me. So that's that's who we are. Um, <laughs> before lockdown, DYT used to meet on a weekly basis on Wednesday evenings, because um, our office actually is based at Scottish Youth Theatre. So um, we also have a space uh, there that we that we uh, rent out, and, and the young people would come along every Wednesday evening, two hours a week, uh, and we'd have kind of workshops and kind of classes, and uh, sometimes that would be just kind of skills based kind of stuff. Um, you know, we, and, and we'd invite in guest artists and guest workshop leaders to work with us, and sometimes we'd work towards a performance or um, a, a digital project and kind of create work. Um, and then every summer we would usually uh, all get together for two weeks and, and uh, create a performance uh, or a film uh, and then share that with an audience. Um, so for example, last year we were, we were uh, obviously we loved being part of NFYT and we, and we brought a show to NFYT and to the young people there. Um, so that was that was that was a, a, a DYT in the life before lockdown. In the life, the life before lockdown, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, how has everything adapted for you over the last couple of months and what, I mean, many challenges I imagine, but what, what challenges has that, has that presented for you guys? Yeah, so so I think at first it was it was I mean I'm sure like for everybody uh, it was it was really hard making that transition because the weekly workshops obviously stopped we weren't able to all meet together and we started to then to experiment with what uh, online kind of sessions might might look like and what they might involve so we we've we've done uh, I think four of those weekly sessions over the last kind of few months and so they weren't happening on the same regular basis that they were before. Um, we also found there were issues, obviously not all of our young people had the same access to, to, to Wi-Fi or, um, or support at home to access uh, kind of Zoom meetings. So for, for the majority of our young people, that was okay. It was possible, but not, not, not for everybody. So we just did a few fun things to start with. We just um, we did a, like a quiz um, that one of the young people kind of uh, ran and came up with the questions for. One of our favorite games normally is, is a game called Mafia, which, uh, which everyone always begs me to play. We games take hours, so so we can't do it every week. But um, that's, that's normally so we tried to find a way of um, thinking of how that would work online, and we did an online version of uh, math. 
Latvian. It's quite good, weren't we? Oh, brilliant. Um, I then, feel like Latvian is one of those where you, oh. where you um, once you've done it once with your youth theatre, you're like, yeah. this is us now. We, the yeah. requests will be there every single week. It really week. is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I know. And they, they, they really love they Honestly, they, I get, get requests all the time, badgered all the time. When are we doing Mafia again? <laughs> I'm like, we've got to make a show. They're like, no, we want to play Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the bigger the bigger transition, the, the thing we've been thinking most about is their summer project and how we would mm-hmm. build up towards that and make that as a digital online project, but how we could also then prepare the ground. So we'd had a couple of sessions then just sowing the seeds to that project. And then last week, in fact, our, our summer project this year, we, we did as a, as I said, as, a, as an online um, uh, kind of offer. Um, so we've done a lot of work preparing the ground and setting that up. Um, and yeah, so and, and, and last week was 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 the week when we well we're, we're in the second week now where we're editing the material. But the, the the week last week was where we did all the sessions and we've generated uh, a lot a lot of stuff that the young people themselves have filmed at home. Yeah, tell us about the summer project. What what <laughs> format did you choose to? <laughs> Yeah, what did you do? How did you what do it? What is it? It's it's, well, it's, it's a, a zombie comedy uh, kind of um, called uh, Zombies uh, nice. that we that we've devised with the young people. We, we so myself and one of the young um, participant, uh, a young man called Andrew, we scripted a really simple outline, a very simple kind of like five day structure. Uh, but then within that, there's been a lot of space for the young people taking part to to improvise and devise their own content. So we've had sessions where we've got everyone together, but not all at once. One, one of the things we learned from the weekly sessions is is having, because at the moment there's about 11 or 12 young people in the group, trying to get them all together in, into one big group online was was quite challenging in, to, in terms of keeping, keeping everyone's kind of focus, um, working out kind of what was going on. One of the things, you know, for, for Zoom, that, that it follows the, someone who's speaking, someone's voice. So, you know, it highlights, obviously, you know, if, if someone's actually speaking out loud. But if someone's signing, it doesn't highlight that. And it's quite hard to follow what's going on and who's speaking in a big group. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to kind of break the group up into smaller um, subgroups, if you like. So everyone would meet in groups of sort of three or four people in, in, in the morning. And we, we basically put the piece together in, in these kind of smaller groups. We were able to have much more uh, interaction, much more of a conversation by having um, smaller groups online uh, like that. So that's what we did. We would, we would meet every day in these smaller groups and we'd set them a little task or an activity. We'd, we'd uh, think of and, and assign kind of characters and give them some, a challenge basically they had to go off and film at, at home later that day and then upload it to us by by sort of five o'clock six o'clock uh, on the same day um, and then the, ne- the next day we'd come back do the same thing again set them a new challenge new piece of filming upload that to us by the end of the day and by the end of the end of the week after five days of that uh, and uh, we had we generated quite a lot of material now that we've got to try and edit together into a like a 10 minute kind of short film that we're going to then do a, a watch party with next week and, and so everyone could come online and watch it at the same time it, it was it was it's been brilliant actually I and mean, one of the things we found um, and, and was was really exciting. It's just that uh, 
we thought, okay, maybe there's not going to not going to be enough for them to get their teeth into here. Mm. Maybe we need to go into more detail, kind of create more of a script, and and actually keeping a really open structure worked really well. We, and just those simple little challenges, everyone ran with. They, they just kind of let loose with their kind of creativity. Um, so people's not just their acting skills, their costume making, prop making, kind of um, you know, the, you know the, the, the way the way they kind of shot and kind of filmed it. You could see day by day, kind of people getting bolder and bolder with the things that they were kind of doing at home and the possibilities you could see kind of uh yeah as, as the week went on people got more and more kind of creative it was it was really exciting to see actually um how well the young people responded to it that's amazing do you think that's something that's maybe surprised you because i suppose we're going to chat next about yeah like mm. what what have you learned what surprised you about about your work during this time and would you say yeah. that's maybe something in terms of that adaptability of of the young people that you that you work yeah, with definitely. The, yeah, yeah definitely yeah definitely and i was, was she, she, she said she was worried at the start of the week um would we get enough material how would it work but at the end of the week when we were, we were doing a bit of a debrief she, she, she and i were both just again yeah we were just said how impressed we were and i mean we shouldn't because we know how kind of creative they are kind of you know usually and, and we just thought in this format it might be more restrictive there's the same I think kind of openness and imagination that, that, that we see um, with, with the young people kind of work, you know when we're in a room together was on, on, on show so we were really delighted about that about the, the, the amount of freedom and, and, and how the young people really took that and ran with it and I suppose there was another thing that I mean actually and I hadn't expected this maybe I should have but one of the real delights for me last week and the thing that's really stayed with me is how involved uh, families and other people at home were with projects because obviously, oh, wow. you, you know, we imagine you see it as a place where you get away from your family, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, your, yeah. it's your face away from all of that. Um, and, and I thought, oh God, they must be all sick. You know, they've been home for months. You know, and, and, but actually, we, we saw kind of you know mums kind of as camera working the camera. Um, you know, kind of sisters getting involved as, as, as actors, dads, gra- grandparents getting involved as, as playing zombies. Um, people were kind of getting involved making props, kind of costumes. I mean, I mean, there was a real sense of collaboration kind of happening across across a lot of the young people with you know whoever they had at home. They they would say, right, you're going to get involved now, and you're going to do this and you know you're going to shoot this or you're going to set this up for me and 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 actually as we again over the week we saw more and more um that, that it became a kind of a, a real collaboration and kind of a, a, with, with their families actually which was really lovely to see that's amazing i guess that i wonder if that and i imagine that will have gone a long way of helping parents to understand maybe what you see it is yeah. i don't know maybe i don't know yeah. if you're the same but i've certainly had conversations with parents in the past who are like i mean i know they love coming here but i've no idea what they do you know i tried yeah. to i tried to ask them what they've done in a session and i don't get much you know like i don't hear much details about yeah. it so it must so interesting for families to to have that insight into your into your work and the work that you're doing with with their young people I guess oh definitely yeah I think I think that's true actually uh, you know that that insight that I think that it provides but also I think for the a chance for the families themselves also to be to play and be kind of creative as yeah. well often sometimes the best projects you know it's a good reminder actually I've seen that work with younger children where actually kind of getting the families involved in, in a creative project has longer last has a legacy because then in 
encourages a sense of play then then happens at home that, that might have been tricky kind of bits of, bits of beforehand um, and, 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 and you get over some of those initial kind of barriers but actually with teenagers I never really thought about it but actually we really saw that the, the families got got involved and were creative in their own right as well so yeah I really hope that there has been a sort of an insight and a, and but also that it's been a fun sort of shared activity for everybody so it's given me something to think about how can we do that again you know I, I know that you know, young people won't want that all the time <laughs> and that they will still want to have this separate space that they're speaking about absolutely that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll still be getting picked up going, what did you do? Well, nothing and stuff. But that, that, that's, that's as it should be, you know. Um, you know, you want to keep that. But but I think if there's still scope kind of in, in, in some future projects for, for some family kind of involvement, that, that's not that's something for us to think about. I think it's been a real surprise and a, and a real good surprise from, from last week's project, I think. And I guess that comfort as well to to play at home that that's the joy of the youth theatre space, I suppose, isn't it? The ideal one is that it's that it's free and it's safe and it's inclusive. And yeah, how do you how do you have that same feeling at home if you're you know if your mum's next door cooking dinner and you're crossing over of those boundaries is is interest has probably been a challenge for a lot of facilitators and a lot of young people. So that's amazing for, for yeah. families. I mean, it's really uh, and, and stuff. There, there was one of our young people who. On, it was like the fourth day of the project on Thursday, I think it was, and um, her grandparents were coming to, for their first visit in, in, in like four months or so. Uh, and, and literally within within about a half hour of them arriving, the, the grandparents were, were involved as extras on the film. Were, were, and, and actually, were, and, and now I think we'll feature in the finished film as, as two kind of zombied out kind of uh, elderly customers of a cafe. And uh, you know, and, and that, that they, they probably didn't expect that that's what, that would be part of their visit kind of a, <laughs> when they set off that day. <laughs> An added bonus to their visit, let's say. Yeah, um, exactly. That sounds that sounds incredible. It sounds like it's been a great a great success of a project. Moving forward, I suppose, what are your yeah, what are your concerns or what are your hopes for the? for the youth theatre sector as we are further into the unknown I guess but yeah as we're moving forward yeah I, th- I think I think it's the autumn that, 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 that and, and I suppose all the next six months or stuff that, 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 where there's, a, there's the most kind of uncertainty um, I guess my biggest hope which must be the same I'm sure that lots of companies is that we can get back in a room together okay. and and even if it's if it's not quite the same as before to start with you know if it's there's still elements of kind of physical distancing that we have to kind of bear in mind are we able to get back in back in a room together to, to, to some extent I mean the digital work is is, has, has been like I say it's been good and, and I can see how inventive lots of companies have been been with that over the last few months but we recognise that it doesn't work for everybody that there's some of our youth theatre that haven't been able to join in the project for various reasons some some struggle just with following and watching kind of things on Zoom some don't have necessarily the support at home or don't have internet access so we're aware, aware that it's not a solution that works for, for, for everybody but there's also often I mean, I mean the thing that's that worries me, I think, in the longer term is is, is just what what the lockdown has done to, to all of us, but particularly to, to uh, at the younger people that, that we're working with. It's I think it's been an incredibly challenging time, a, a worrying kind of time, and and one of the, the biggest things I think we always recognise, and I'm sure it's true of many youth, is is the social aspect, the yeah. getting together with pals and the social interaction that happens. Obviously, the drama is, is a kind of key part of it, but it's often that all those other kind of bits of social interaction that go with a with a with a with a good youth theatre, a healthy youth theatre. I think that we 
sometimes kind of don't perhaps kind of realize it is a big thing i mean for, for some of our young people obviously some of them might be at a school where there's a, a small number of, of other deaf students kind of there so so when they come to deaf youth theater it's a chance to just blether and, and just chat with kind of pals in, in in bsl or in a way where they're kind of not shut out of conversations and uh, in, in a way that often they are at school so we often find that they arrive an hour earlier before the, the sessions due to start and break, it's, it's really hard to get them in after the break as well. And um, because they, 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 yeah. they, want, they want to have that connection with each other. And I think, you know, like, as adults, we recognize those interactions, those connections with other people are part of what makes what we value about being human. And when that's restricted, that's hard, you know, it's, it's really hard. We would obviously love to see if there are ways in which we can get back in a room together. I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about is, is if we are able to get in a room, but, but the numbers are restricted, we have, you know, maybe split people into smaller groups. What actually, what opportunities that does that open up? I'm sure anyone running a, a youth theatre where there's quite a lot of people, young people running around a room, you know, and, and you think of the activities and things that, that will work for that setting. But if you've got a smaller number, does that open up more space for conversations, kind of space to really have a, a, a more in-depth kind of interaction with, with, with the young people in that smaller group? You know, what, what, what things could we do over those kind of next few months and you know do we need to kind of create space to talk about the things that they've been worried about that they've been challenged by um, or do they just want to come and, and have a distraction from that and, and, and I, I don't know the answer to that so I feel like if we can create space to at least start those conversations and see what they would most kind of value I think I think that would be important obviously if we're not able to do that we're, we're, we're going to think about how some of the digital work could, could continue I just might I think my fear is that the, the longer we can't get in a room together that's not a good thing for, for any of us um, particularly for that younger younger generation I mean, I mean obviously it's good that schools are going to start to go back in August but I think it's that other other side of kind of of, of, of interactions with young people that, that happens outside of a school is kind of a crucial part of you know your well-being and um, and and obviously it's a recognition of that great work that youth theatres do in developing young people's identity kind of confidence but also their ability to connect with, with with each other and learn from each other I think I think the longer that we're not able to do that and be in a room with each other I think that's going to be a worry so yeah, yeah so, I, I more I think we I think you're you're so right youth theatre is for so many young people it's that safe haven isn't it it's a a place where they are so connected to their to their peers and their you know a lot of participants those friends that they have in their youth theatre session they probably sometimes only see them within that session they're not at the same school together they're not in the same circle of friends you know and that's what you're missing it what we're all missing is those I don't know it's those moments when everyone comes in and puts their coat in the corner of the room and they're all standing <laughs> yeah. there blaring for ages and you can't exactly. get them to like, come get on, in the come around the circle yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's so amazing that you're saying about your participants arriving like an hour early oh, to yeah. have those chats with each other that's yeah. that's incredible I feel like I've been trying to say that to year for years like you could have been here you've had 15 minutes out in the foyer to be yeah, talking yeah. theatre of course is about making theatre it's about performing it's about being creative but it's about so much more than that now is it we really you yeah, know absolutely. really brings it home that it's that yeah it's that connection it's that community it's those conversations so how do we how do we kind of yeah keep that and I'll get back to that in, in some way um, but but I think you're right I mean we've got to be realistic as well and, and, and obviously we're going to plan for different scenarios um, like everyone's doing but I think everyone's craving a bit more of that connection now yeah we're all missing it aren't we being in the being in the space a good old game <laughs>
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the games are, you know, no, no, we, you know, but that is a, is a good a key part of that, isn't it? And, and again, you know, certainly I recognise it working with teenagers. You know, we did a project last year as a company going into various kind of secondary schools across, across kind of Scotland, and actually, the, you don't get much of a chance to play at a secondary school now. You know, it's, it all gets a bit serious when you, when you sort of turn twelve, and the chance to run around and play a game actually as a teenager. You know, you might think, oh, teenagers are too cool for that, but actually, they miss that and they love that chance to actually just mess around and play. And and, uh, and obviously, there's lots of good, great kind of things that come from from playing as well. But that, that chance to still be, yeah, playful, I think is, I mean, for an adult as well. But it's it, we don't often get to do it enough. So yeah, I, I would love to do it in a game. I get back and play the game. That playfulness carries forward into the work that you're making as well. Yeah. I suppose if you have that space where your participants feel comfortable and free to be to be silly and to be a bit ridiculous at times, then actually that that translates as a kind of bravery, I suppose, when you're making work and when you're Definitely. performing. Taking a risk is, is, is all part of that, isn't it? Definitely. Oh, well, fingers crossed we're all back in space <laughs> soon. Yeah, um, let, let's keep hoping. Well, John, we finish up every one of these podcasts. A bit more of a, a question about you. So I'm going to ask you, what are your what are your recommendations for for lockdown viewing, listening, reading? Everyone's craving some some new yeah. things to yeah. watch. And I, I splashed out on that and I subscribed to the Disney Channel uh, for two reasons. Uh, I, I wanted to watch Hamilton and I wanted mm-hmm. to watch um, the Mandalorian, the, the Star Wars series. So those 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 have been two of my treats. I'm a Hamilton particularly kind of uh, was yeah astonishing I, I hadn't seen it kind of you know in the theater it was my first chance to kind of get to see it and and and, and, the, and on, the, on the disney kind of channel you can see it with the original kind of cast i mean it's extraordinary everything about it the kind of the the, the writing the storytelling the verve of it the musicianship the, the, the performances it, it yeah, and just a big bold political story that resonates kind of still today was just just amazing so i know i know, I know that's a fairly obvious one but i loved it and uh, yeah one of my of lockdown i love reading and um and I, and I try and, and one of the things I love doing is I, I like reading kind of books for, I, I, before I kind of came to Solibar, I used to run um, a, 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 a theatre down, down in England for, for children and young people. So I've always been interested in children's literature and young people's literature. But one of my favourite writers um, is um, Patrick Ness, uh, the novelist Patrick Ness. And, he, and his new novel, um, Burn, kind of came out a couple of months ago. So um, I, I sort of treat myself to that. And uh, that, that's a, it's, it's an amazing story set in the 50s uh, in America. Uh, it's about a dragon. And it's about someone who's oh. uh, who's been sent to, to try and assassinate a dragon, and someone who's trying to kind of stop that, that that happening. And it's about the Cold War, and it's about yeah, a coming of age kind of story, and it's about uh, faith, and it's about uh, fanaticism, and all sorts of things. But it's a it's a great big bold kind of thriller of of, of, of a story for young readers and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's been a real treat as well uh, over the lockdown. If people haven't read Petronas before, uh, he and um, there's other great books of his. He, he wrote a monster called. Um, that was turned into a movie a few years back, um, yes. which is a great story. And um, the Chaos Walking trilogy as well, well worth a read if you haven't read that. Thank you so much. And on that that brilliant note, we'll, um, we'll let you go. And thank you so much for your time. It was so great to hear about everything that's happening at Solar Bear. And I've got my fingers crossed for you and everyone else that we can get back in a space with our young people soon. Oh, well, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, like, like, likewise, we know we obviously all, all of us are kind of um, DYT. We'd love to send that message out to everyone else working in youth theatre up here in Scotland. We, we have the same for all of you. And um, yeah, and we hope to see you again kind of, you know, in, in the not too distant future.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Spotlight on the Sector. To get the latest episodes or catch up on Season 1, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can get more information on Whitehouse's work and find full transcriptions of every episode on our website at www.ytas.org.uk. Thank you.